Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumb Cast. In this, the high noon of season five, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every goddamn page of MT2, the Weird Weird West, the second in a trio of time travel adventures for TSR's Marvel Superheroes RPG. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Weird Weird West was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 49 of The Weird Weird West, in theory, uh, but hold on because in the podcast, as in the story, uh, chronology is about to be all over the place. Here's the thing. We're in the final stretch of chapter 28, Time Amok, the last chapter, after dramatically revealing their presence, Dr. Doom and his four henchmen, plus 404 henchmen not found, are trying to take our heroes down because our heroes have arrived at the last moment before Dr. Doom takes over the Chronovore and uses it to blackmail the multiverse. It's the big superhero versus supervillain fight that you've been waiting for, and we're going to talk about it in like a couple of episodes from now. Because the next two pages are little cutout cards that are used as handouts in the thing that happens after the superhero fight, as described on page 51. So there's nothing on this page but these cards, and I do want to talk about them, so I just have to skip ahead to page 51 to read you the, believe it or not, climactic challenge of this encounter. Then you can understand these cards, and I can talk about them. So, okay, once the supervillain threat is dealt with, here's what happens. Einstein tells you that Dr. Doom's machine is, as he claimed, wired directly into the chronovore's brain. The machine can be used to make the chronovore spit up all this time it's eaten and hopefully get things back to normal. The problem is it's going to come out in no particular order. Once that's been done, Einstein can make the machine blow up, and this will kill the chronovore, which it seems like we should all lose karma for, given the strict moral standards of Marvel superheroism in this era. But, you know, when you're choosing between the life of one monster and the existence of everything ever, consequentialism starts to look pretty good. Before we think about killing the monster, though, we have to get time back in order. Einstein is going to operate the machine to make the chronovore cough up all this time. Quote, Through the use of Doom's equipment, Einstein can scan through some of the events the creature has swallowed. If the heroes can place these events in the proper sequence, he might be able to program the machine to control the creature's regurgitation. Cut out the event cards found on the previous page and ask the players to group them in the proper chronological order. Once again, Einstein is no help. I know that sounds like I'm commenting on the text. I am not. The text says it itself. Dear reader, Einstein sucks. Love, Ray Winninger. Quote, in order to properly program the machine, Einstein must pass a good intensity reason feat roll, but he subtracts five from his dice roll for every event the heroes place in sequence incorrectly. So today's page is the text side of these cards. Tomorrow we'll talk about the picture side. In text, here are the events that the players are supposed to sort into chronological order. Dinosaurs die out, signing of the Magna Carta, the one constant across time and space someone will always force you to remember the date of the Magna Carta, Crusades end, Conquistadors kill the Incas, Pilgrims land at Plymouth Rock, French and Indian War, French Revolution, Franco-Prussian War, that's right, it's back for the big finale, the Spanish-American War, Freud authors his theories on the unconscious, James Joyce writes Ulysses, Jesse Owens wins his gold medals, the first man lands on the moon, Galactus invades Earth for the first time, Bush is elected president. And here, obviously, they mean Bush Sr., at the time, this was not an ambiguous question, although if you knew anything about the Bushes, I think you might have suspected even then that the prospect of another one ending up in the White House was sadly predictable. I'm going to kind of nitpick, shocking, I know, 
I'm going to kind of nitpick today in a way that I maybe normally wouldn't because it's against the spirit of this adventure and this genre. But I think it's fair because here's the thing. This this superhero adventure, it came for us. I, I, I sat down to play a superhero role-playing game and all of a sudden I am assaulted by logic puzzles that I have to solve, math problems that I have to do in real life, history quizzes about what I, Chris Newton, the real life person, know about history. I just wanted to role play. This game busted through the fourth wall, exam booklet in hand, and started grading me in real life. It's fair game. It left the protection of its fictional genre and it came into the real world for me. I get to ask some real world questions about how the fuck this all fits together in actual logic, not comic book logic. First of all, and this is an obvious observation, but I just want to throw it out there. Why are all of these events so specific to the player characters? Like, all of these are events in the past relative to the player characters, right? They're in the past relative to 1989, and they're all pretty much either global events or events in Western history, pretty well focused on American and Western European history. Because we're not in 1989. The chronovore isn't in 1989. The machine that we're using, the cave we're in, Einstein, Dr. Doom who built the machine, none of those things are from 1989. Only we... The superheroic interlopers who just busted in on this party, only we are from 1989 here. So why is everything showing up on this view screen in the past relative specifically to us? You might say, well, it's Einstein. He's running the machine. He's choosing events that you can put in chronological order. First of all, he doesn't know that we're from 1989. Secondly, if he did, he would need to pick out events that are from before 1989. And if he can identify when these events happened, why the fuck are we sorting them? He's already got it figured out. Secondly, I'm very confused. Like, if one of the players takes a minute to, like, put their head up from this history exam, which they're not supposed to do, but if I, the proctor, laps, and I let one of them put their heads up and look around, and they ask, excuse me, like, what are we doing? Not us, the players. We're doing a history exam. But the player characters, what are they doing? I, as a judge slash proctor, would not know what to tell them. So Einstein is at this machine, and he's scanning for various historical events. He's showing them to us. And he wants us to put them in order for him so he can then enter the order into the machine. At the end of this, he's going to have to make a roll to put history back in order. And he gets a penalty whenever one of the events has been entered in the wrong sequence. If he has to enter these, then why doesn't he get a chance to notice when something is out of sequence? Like, I think Einstein would know that the dinosaurs died out before the Spanish-American War. I think. I have faith in Einstein on this. Likewise, one would think that a man who fled Nazi Germany because of anti-Semitic persecution in 1933 might be possibly familiar with Jesse Owens winning a bunch of gold medals and rubbing it in the goddamn mustachioed face of Adolf Hitler in 1936 in Berlin, especially because Einstein later goes on to work with black leaders. It's a topic of personal interest in his home country right at the time he would have been paying attention and something he revisited later in life. Why would Einstein possibly not know when Jesse Owens won his gold medals? And I mean, of course, realistically, he should know a bunch of these. And I, I can't imagine a fictional situation where he can't or won't contribute to this because he has to put the data in the machine, right? Which returns us to the question of what the superheroes are doing within the fiction. I guess Einstein is displaying clips for us. I guess this is some kind of like video clue in Jeopardy type of thing where Einstein picks a moment out of time we see a little short video of it, and then we have to tell him when this happened. How the fuck are we supposed to know that like a 10 second video clip is of the Crusades being over? Unless we happen to be big fans of his, 
how are we supposed to visually identify, oh, that's James Joyce writing Ulysses? Not starting to write Ulysses, mind you. Not writing Finnegan's Wake. Not writing extremely horny letters. This is James Joyce in process of writing Ulysses. I feel like we should be rewarded just for identifying that alone, let alone placing it in chronological order. So, uh, you know, we're all looking at this together. We're all putting our heads together, trying to figure out what chronological order these things happen in. Then I guess we come to some kind of consensus and tell Einstein, and he picks out these individual moments, these individual events, which I don't know how the machine knows what is an event or how Einstein knows what is an event. Like, is he just visually scanning all of history to try to find things that look familiar? Because otherwise, it seems like the machine is sometimes going to spit out, here is a 10-second video clip of a time that this one guy who lived in North Dakota in the middle of the 1940s got really drunk and peed in a laundry hamper. Like, how? and how would we possibly know what that is? How would we know that it's not something, unless we know what these events are? In which case, why can't Einstein place them? What the fuck is going on here? It's not like a stream of video, it's not like a stream of different events, because if it were, then if we don't know one, we could just go pass. Show me another one, Einstein. We can't do that. It's it's these or nothing. I understand that I'm not supposed to be asking these questions, but you are forcing me to ask them because I'm trying to play a role-playing game, and you've given me this history exam like I'm playing Hawkeye right now. Where is Hawkeye? What is he doing? What is What is this? Or have we just dropped the pretense of a role-playing game completely? Is this the point where the judge just like takes the book, closes it, sets it aside, puts on their reading glasses, and it's like, all right, before I administer any more role-playing game to you, I'm going to need to ask you a series of historical questions. Because I feel like that would be much more honest about what's happening here. The reason Einstein can't answer is because Einstein isn't here. We are a bunch of nerds wasting our time answering relatively easy historical questions at the whim of an absent role-playing game author. And I guess that, to be appropriately fourth wall breaking, is the dumbest thing on this page. It's us. It's us doing this. We are the dumbest thing on this page. The solution to this role-playing game puzzle is the same as the solution to The Truman Show. This is no longer a role-playing game adventure. It is a series of commands to answer trivia questions directed not at fictional superheroes, but at real-life people, and those real-life people do not have to take it. Goodbye, I'm taking a bow, and I'm leaving the fictional world. Its power over me is broken. But of course it isn't. Join me tomorrow as we look at the other sides of these fucking cards on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at Kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening.